The uh, title of my message today is God Spoke into the Darkness. <laughs> God Spoke into the Darkness. And whenever I, well, whenever you think of Halloween, you know, sometimes people are, you know, they have the darkness and all the, you know, out pops the scary things, you know, from the darkness. And um, sometimes uh, darkness is, you know, people are afraid of the dark. Uh, so we don't often have a, a, a very good connotation of darkness. I don't know very many people that love to be in the darkness. Uh, I, uh, I, I remember whenever we were spelunking, you know, caving in college, that we'd get back and wherever we were going, um, they'd, we'd all turn off the, the headlamps or the lights, and there you were in total darkness, and you just can't imagine trying to find your way out of there in total darkness. You know, you'd never make it. So um, you always wanted to have make sure you had extra batteries or extra flashlights if you, when you went on those trips. But um, it was funny, though, that I, I never really didn't trust the people we were with, you know. I just assumed they knew what they were doing, <laughs> you know, because I had no idea where I was. And uh, one of our, my one friend and I, we were going back through there and, you know, we made a left and they made a right and... We were in the dark. For, we weren't in the dark. We were lost for about an hour. And uh, so the guy that was uh, our leader at the time, all he did was sit where, we, where he last found us. And he says, well, eventually people always come back to where they started from. And we did. <laughs> so that's how they found us. You know, or we found them. And he just sat there and waited for us to show up. And because it's no need to try and chase us through, down in, in the cave because probably just keep missing each other. So we just sat down in a place where we, we, he last saw us and we got found. So, But whenever I think of this uh, statement, he spoke into the darkness, I think of in, in Genesis chapter 1, it says, Now the earth was formless and empty, and God said, Let there be light, and there was light. So whenever we think of God uh, in the beginning, God spoke into the darkness. There was nothing. There was, the, the Message Bible has it, uh, God created the heavens and the earth, and, and all you see, all you didn't see. Earth, a soup of nothingness, a bottomless emptiness, and inky blackness. <laughs> and inky blackness. So God spoke into the darkness. God spoke into the inky blackness of bottomless nothing. <laughs> I mean, that's almost impossible for us to understand, you know, that uh, a bottomless nothing. There are places on earth that they've, they haven't been able to find the bottom of. There's uh, one place in the, I think it's in the, um, where is it? Down in the Gulf, Mexico, down in, uh, by Belize or somewhere off the coast there. There's this hole in the earth that they've never been able to get to the bottom of. <laughs> So how deep it is, uh, they're not really sure because they've never really been able to get there. So for whatever reason, we have these places on Earth we can't get to, but we're going to go to Mars and we're going to go to the, uh, the moon, which we were at. And so you think about the places that we look outward to, to explore, but we haven't been able to explore the depths of the ocean. We don't know what's down there. We don't know what's there. But we know that when there was nothing... God spoke into that nothingness and created. Now, so 
when Genesis is, you know, the word Genesis means beginning, and God created the heavens and the earth, in the beginning God created. And in John chapter 1, before the beginning began, God was. <laughs> so in that nothingness and in this total abyss of nothingness, God existed. And in this total abyss of nothingness, God brooded, as it were, he thought over. He, as a hen over a chick, over its chicks, you know, broods over, hatches. Well, in this case, God spoke into existence. So whenever we think of the nothingness that God that was there, and then God spoke into that nothingness and began to create, so if God can make the world out of nothing, if God can make the world of, out of nothing, he can take the empty places in our lives and he can fill them. If there is, God can speak into nothingness and create, he can speak into the problems and the difficulties and the places that we are, he can speak into those things and create something. Now, the challenge is, what do we have faith for? What do we believe is possible with God? What do we think of whenever we think of impossibilities? Whenever we uh, are contemplating, meditating, remembering the Word of God, what is it that we're thinking over? You know, when we're looking at life and meditating over life and the anxieties and the disappointments that, it, that we may find in it, what are we thinking of? What is God in all of this, in this nothingness, that we, we were looking at this great void of what we want or what we believe and what we're desiring, do we really think that God can then create in that nothingness? And so that's where our, <laughs> that's where our faith comes in, that we are expecting something. We are expecting, <laughs> most people are expecting something. Well, you know, I got one foot in the grave and another on a banana peel. What are they expecting? Something good, right? <laughs> They're expecting to, to, to end up on the ground, in the, in the grave. Something good, something bad is going to happen. You know, we, we look at our news, and of course, whichever political arena we are at, the other one is the worst one that, that could possibly happen. So they set the expectations that if the wrong people are elected, everything's going to fall apart. Well... <laughs> Some things just fall off our lap, you know. <laughs> so, but not only is that in our um, political arena, some people believe they get up every day. Well, it's going to be a bad day today. Why? Because I'm awake. <laughs> you know, I, I like the, 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 the little ditty that says, well, God, a little prayer. Well, God, I, 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 I thank you that you're going to help me not um, scream at the kids and throw things across the, the house today. I, I thank you that you're going to enable me to get to work on, the, to get to work and, uh, you know, all these type of things on and on, stay with my diet and all this kind of stuff. Because in about five minutes, I'm going to get out of bed and I'm going to start my day. <laughs> so, you know, we want, to, we want to be able to look at our life and have an expectation. But what is the expectation? Are we expecting good? Something, you know, Oral Roberts years a year ago, something good is going to happen to you today. You know, well, in our lives, is something good going to happen? <laughs> well, we've got to think about it. You know, is something good going to happen? The answer is yes. Why? Because God isn't the author of confusion. 
And God isn't the author of disappointment. And God is not the author of things falling apart and the world coming undone. God is the author of faith and he is the author of belief and he is the author of good that he wants to bring into our lives. Where is good in this world going to come from? If it's not from us. (laughs) Where is the good going to come from? It comes from godly people. Good God, they go together. You know, so we have, not good God, this is going to happen. No, God is good, this is going to happen, you know. So we have this expectation of what faith is saying to us, that we have a belief that we are godly people with royalty flowing through us. Spoke about that in Sunday school. (laughs) That we are living stones. We We are the body of Christ that the, the, the blood of Christ flows through us, royalty flows into our lives and our being. We are divine heirs, heirs of the divine. God has made us that. He has forgiven us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us. We have hope, we have life, we have expectation. Amen. So we have all these good things going on in our lives, and God wants us to look at them and be thankful. Be thankful for the good that has come. There's always negative things, but that's not the point. There's always the good. And if we can see the good that God is making in our lives, we become this living stone. We are, we are members of the body of Christ. You know, God has never thought one bad thing about us. So we have all this premise upon which we are building our lives. And we think of our life as falling into darkness. And God is saying, no, you have seen a great light. You've seen a great light. You've seen the light of Christ, and as we're coming to Christmas, we're going to, you have seen a great star, and the wise men followed it. In our lives, we have seen a great light. And what is that light? The light is Jesus. So you are created in the image of Almighty God. Amen. <laughs> we are created in the image of God and in his likeness. We are in his likeness, in, 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 our, in our forgiveness, in our place of restoration. He has restored us to the place where sin does not have, is not to have an effect upon our lives. We are, to, we are to confess our sin. We're to get rid of it. We are to allow God to forgive us of our sins. Never think of it again. We are, we are allowing God's will to be brought into our life. So he is speaking into nothingness. He is speaking into the nothingness of our lives where we think that we are not worth anything, we're not good enough, we, we haven't been successful enough, we haven't done this enough, we haven't done that enough, into the guilt of not enough. And God is speaking into that nothingness and saying to have life, to have it more abundantly, that we are to live in a freedom, that we have the, we have we have a conversation with God. That we are to not cease from praying. Meaning that we are thanking God for the day, for the opportunities that are before us. That not we're not waiting for something good to happen, we're expecting the good to happen and we're going to look for it. And that God is going to accomplish, God is going to accomplish his will and his purpose in our life. There's power in your words. <laughs> You know, there's power in our words. 
There's power in what we say. Now, years ago, there was a teaching that was going around. It was the, 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 the power of God's word, the power of the spoken word, the power of God's spoken word through me, and the power of my word. Like, whatever, it ended up, the, the, where we got further, and, where they got further and further away was that they began to think that because they said it, therefore God was obligated to do it, and it was just under the same, it was the same authority as God had because I'm telling you that, you know? No, it's not that way at all. It's the power of God's word shaping our thoughts and we are allowing the word of God to be spoken in our lives in a way that we are allowing God to produce in us what he has designed. You see, faith is calling into existence that which does not exist. So we, we go on as if it is coming. We're expecting it. Our faith is believing for the impossible. Jesus, when God spoke into nothingness, <laughs> he, was ex you know, he spoke into existence that which did not exist. So what is it that we can believe God to speak to in our lives? What is it that God wants to speak? What does he want to say to us? That you're loved? Yeah. That uh, we're forgiven? Yeah. Every day, every moment. Well, what about the times I, you know, not a problem. You know, in Sunday school, we, we spoke about uh, how that um, God's, God has spoken love into our lives and how that, you know, in, in, in God, he has all knowledge, okay? God has all knowledge. He doesn't remember the past. He doesn't see into the future. God has all knowledge. So in that all knowledge, he knows all about us. Everything that's ever gone wrong or will go wrong, every sin we've ever committed, and it doesn't and it can't influence his attitude towards us. Because God loves us because of who he is. His character of love is so overwhelming that evil and sin and, and, and all that can't make it go away. It can't hinder it one iota. It can, it's just an outpouring of love to us so that we, in, in sensing and knowing this love, will be able to grow from it. And that our faith is saying, I accept that love into my life and I accept God's blessing into my life. And so we begin then, how does God want to bless me? Well, what are you talking about? What do your words say? So I'm asking God to bless my life, to bless my children, to bless our church, to bless you, to bless our family, to guide us as a community, guide the body of Christ, not only here but around the world, protect. You see how that we're protect and projecting blessing of God? So you see, the, there's power in your words and there's power when you're in agreement with who God, with what God's word says and what God wants to do. So all we're doing is Reciting what God himself has said. Hmm. There's a, a scripture here later on. I, I, I like this one that says, um, well, number one, he has chosen me. He has chosen us. So when we think that you didn't choose God, he chose you. Okay? God has chosen us, called you by name. In uh, Ephesians 1.4, it says, He has chosen us, actually picked us out for himself as his own in Christ. 
He has picked us out as his own in Christ before the foundation of the world that we should be holy. So before God spoke into existence the world, he chose you as his child. (laughs) Think about that for a moment. (laughs) Before the beginning began, he was God, God was and God is. And before that beginning was spoken into existence, the nothingness, he called your name. He knew you by name. He knew you would be his child. Now, in all of that preparation, do you think his plans were to destroy you? Think his plans are to abandon? Do you think that life is out of control? The world is out of control? God has a plan. So how do I work and how do I live in that plan? I remember his word. His word. His word tells me that I'm his child, that I'm forgiven. And his word also says in Romans 8, 28, this is my other, I like this one too, one of my favorites. And we know that in, and and I'm used to saying it this way, in all things, all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. All things work together for good. Now, the Message Bible has it, or the NIV has it, and we know that in all things, God works for the good. God works for the good. Sometimes we, you know, I've always, I've thought of it in the context, all things work together for good, that the things are working in a way, in a pattern that will come out good. But the, the correct rotation of the words is that in all things, God is at work. Okay? All things, God is at work for the good of my life. Now, it doesn't say that God is the author of evil. It doesn't say God is the author of mistakes and failures and that you, these, are the, you know, these things, uh, bad things happen, blows the work of God out of the picture. Not at all. God will work through all of these things. You see, the devil doesn't know everything. How do we know that? If the devil knew everything, he would have never allowed Jesus to be crucified. Because the crucifixion of Jesus Christ is the sacrificial lamb of God who before the foundation of the world, before God spoke anything into existence, God knew he would die for his lost people, the human race. And he died, but he rose again from the dead. And because he lives, we shall live also. And the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us. He's going to quicken. He's going to make alive our, per- our lives. So here we are looking at how God, that in all things God works for the good. And in the all things God works, here we are looking at all the all things. And the Holy Spirit inside of us is quickening, putting on the expector. Ding, ding, ding. You know those ra- what are not radar um, those radiation things, Geiger counters, you put it next to it goes bang, 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 bang. Okay, you know that? Okay, I'll have to get one to illustrate that. No, I won't. <laughs> In our life, when the good is going, there, going on, that radar detector, that, uh, that whatever, is going off inside of us. The Holy Spirit is saying, tilt, tilt, bing, 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 it's going to happen, good is coming. And we're looking at, no, it's bad. <laughs> 
God is saying, good, 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 good. And we're going, bad, 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 bad. <laughs> God is saying, good. Because God is at work in the good. So therefore, if God is at work in the good, and the Holy Spirit inside of me is quickening the word inside of me, saying, I can do this, I can make this, this is going to be a good day, all things work together for good, and God is going to do, something good is going to happen into my life, and God is going off inside of us, and he's telling us it's good, and what is our prayer? Thank you, God, for the good that's going to come of this. Not, oh my gosh, the world's going to end. One foot on a banana peel and the other in the grave. It's all over. You know, lightning's going to strike twice. You know, get a life. Get out of the darkness. <laughs> get out of the darkness. Get out of the darkness. Get into the light. And the light of Jesus Christ will shine upon us and it will, he will light our path. He will be a light unto our path. He will give us strength for the day. As your day is, so shall your strength be. What is it that God has told us that we're lacking? He tells us that I will withhold no good thing from you. God is saying, I will withhold no good thing from you. And what are we doing? Well, I failed, I did this, I did that. Trying to close the door to God's blessing. And God is saying, get that barn door open. <laughs> You stonehead, <laughs> living stones. <laughs> Go, get rid of that. Be alive. Allow the life of Christ to flow in you. Allow the living bread. Allow the water of life. Allow the presence of God, the peace of God, the strength of God, the power of God. He'll make your crooked places straight. He'll make your mountains low. He'll bring the valleys up. <laughs> God has a plan. God has a plan because God is at work for the good in all things. So, when you speak, when you look at the darkness, don't need to look at the light. Do you know how I, I was, <laughs> whenever you're hiding in the dark, okay, you can see the light but the people in the light can't see the darkness. Okay? The devil's trying to convince you that the light isn't really light. You need to come over here. <laughs> you need to come into the darkness. And the light is saying, why? Why go into the darkness? <laughs> Jesus, he is the light in a dark world. <laughs> he is the Food from heaven for a dying world. He is the water of life for a thirsty world. He is the giver of all good gifts to a needy world. He is the blesser of children, the blesser of adults. He brings blessing into your lives to the point that you cannot contain them. You see, whenever we think of... I, I, one more thing, and I'll quit. The... the um, Prodigal son. <laughs> the prodigal, not pro, the prodigal, you know, father, the prodigal son, he runs off, spends everything. Did you ever notice in that, in that, para, that story, it's not a parable, it's a story that depicts to us God and his love for us. 
He doesn't stop the child from running away. In fact, he gives the child everything he wants. Go. I won't hold you back. But someplace in time, that child comes to the awareness, this isn't what it's all about, is it? I'm eating with the pigs. I've lost everything. My father has everything. I think I'll go home. And see, that's where we're at in our life. We are coming home to our Father who has never wanted us to leave in the first place. He's never wanted us to sin. He's never wanted us to fail. But that doesn't affect his intention for what he wants to do because when he sees his son coming back, he runs to his son. He runs after his son. The only time we ever see God running is when he's running after his child. We make one motion towards God and God is already there. He's ready to scoop us up in his arms. He's ready to put the royal robe, the ring on our finger. Ring on the finger means I have all the authority of my father. I have the authority of my father and my father is the king of kings and lord of lords and he has bestowed his blessings upon me and I have royalty in my veins. I am a child of the king. I am blessed beyond measure. I have gifts galore. They're all just waiting for God to bestow upon me. Not that I can brag. Look what I've got. I'll build bigger barns. (laughs) Fool. No, I will allow God's blessing into my life that I may share it with those in need. Because God has blessed us for a purpose. So, something good is going to happen to me. Everybody say, to me. To me. Ready? Something's going to happen good to me. (laughs) Something good is going to happen to me. Because, you see, we have a very special place in the place of God. We have a very unique, I'm a very unique person to God. I am his favorite child. But so are you. (laughs) We're all at the same level. My being his favorite child doesn't make you any less. It elevates us to a place where we are all with him. Amen? Something good is going to happen to me next year. (laughs) Today, something good, something blessed is going to happen in my life. And you see, it's not because, it is because I'm so special. See, God is going to speak into into the darkness of what I think can't be be done. What is it that we feel can't happen? So let us trust God with what we can't see. The darkness. I believe that God is going to work in this situation. I believe that God is going to restore. I believe that God is going to make again. I believe that God is going to hatch, (laughs) brood. He's going to, the Holy Spirit is going to come alive inside of me. And that he's going to quicken my mortal body. Not only when I'm dying and going to heaven, he's going to quicken my mortal body when the Spirit of God is at work about me. And whenever my body says, no good, no good, my spirit is going to say, good is coming, God is at work. My Father, 
Oh, and we know that all things God works for the good. Amen. That's good. <laughs> so let's get, let's stand up, shall we? <laughs> all things, all things, God works for the good. All things, God works for the good. All things, God works for the good. To me. Yay. Jesus, we thank you. If you were here, standing in the flesh, teaching our lesson, our word for the day, God, these would be your words because they're your book. You are the word made flesh and dwelt among us, and you speak these things to our hearts and our minds and our spirits. And God, you quicken us that we may know that this is your will and this is your purpose and this is what you have come for, to restore us to that place of friendship with you. Thank you, God, that you love us that much. We ask your blessing. We expect good to come into our lives today. Our faith reaches to you, Lord, that nothing is impossible and in all things God works for the good. Amen? Amen. Amen. <laughs>